Thirty-four long, sweet summer days separated the morning of June 28th, when the heir to the Austro-Hungarian Empire was shot to death, from the evening of August 1st, when Russia's foreign minister and Germany's ambassador to Russia fell weeping into each other's arms, and what is rightly called the Great War began. On the morning when the drama opened, Archduke Franz Ferdinand was making an official visit to the city of Sarajevo in the province of Bosnia, at the southernmost tip of the Austro-Hungarian domains. He was a big, beefy man, a career soldier whose intelligence and strong will usually lay concealed behind blunt, impassive features and eyes that, at least in his photographs, often seemed cold and strangely empty. He was also the eldest nephew of the Habsburg Emperor Franz Joseph, and therefore the Emperor's only son, having committed suicide, heir to the imperial crown. He had come to Bosnia in his capacity as Inspector General of the Austro-Hungarian armies to observe the summer military exercises, and he had brought his wife, Zofie, with him. The two would be observing their fourteenth wedding anniversary later in the week, and Franz Ferdinand was using this visit to put Zofie at the centre of things, to give her a little of the recognition she was usually denied. Back in the Habsburg capital of Vienna, Zofie was, for the wife of a prospective emperor, improbably close to being a non-person. At the turn of the century, the emperor had forbidden Franz Ferdinand to marry her. She was not of royal lineage, was in fact a mere countess, the daughter of a noble but impoverished Czech family. As a young woman, she had been reduced by financial need to accepting employment as lady-in-waiting to an Austrian archduchess who entertained hopes of marrying her own daughter to Franz Ferdinand. All these things made Zofie, according to the rigid protocols of the Habsburg court, unworthy to be an emperor's consort or a progenitor of future rulers. The accidental discovery that she and Franz Ferdinand were conducting a secret, if chaste, romance, that he had been regularly visiting the Archduchess's palace not to court her daughter, but to see a lowly and thirtyish member of the household staff, sparked outrage, and Sophie had to leave her post. But Franz Ferdinand continued to pursue her. In his youth he had had a long struggle with tuberculosis, and perhaps his survival had left him determined to live his private life on his own terms. Uninterested in any of the young women who possessed the credentials to become his bride, he had remained single into his late thirties. The last two years of his bachelorhood turned into a battle of wills with his uncle, the emperor, over the subject of Zofie Chotek. Franz Joseph finally tired of the deadlock and gave his consent. What he consented to, however, was a morganatic marriage, one that would exclude Sophie's descendants from the succession. And so, on June 28, 1900, fourteen years to the day before his visit to Sarajevo, Franz Ferdinand appeared as ordered in the Habsburg monarchy's secret council chamber. In the presence of the emperor, the Cardinal Archbishop of Vienna, the Primate of Hungary, all the government's principal ministers, and all the other Habsburg Archdukes, he solemnly renounced the Austro-Hungarian throne 
on behalf of any children that he and Zophie might have, and any descendants of those children. Zophie was thirty-two, which in those days made her an all but hopeless spinster. When the wedding took place three days later, only Franz Ferdinand's mother and sister, out of the whole huge Habsburg family, attended. Even Franz Ferdinand's brothers, the eldest of whom was a notorious libertine, self-righteously stayed away. The marriage turned out to be a happy one, all the same, in short order producing a daughter and two sons, whom the usually stiff Franz Ferdinand loved so unreservedly that he would play with them on the floor in the presence of astonished visitors. But at court, Zophie was relentlessly snubbed. She was not permitted to ride with her husband in royal processions, or to sit near him at state dinners.